Do you struggle with making decisions and then acting on them confidently? Do you find yourself asking, is this really what God wants? Or do you find yourself tempted to stay in these periods of ongoing, lengthy, never-ending discernment? Today on The Possibility Mom Live, we're going to be unpacking some of the concepts discussed in Father Michael Scanlon's book, What Does God Want?, some questions you can ask yourself if you are having a hard time making a decision, and then how to actually get some action going and moving. That is what we are tackling today on The Possibility Mom Live. As a Catholic coach, I help people make decisions Every single day. Today, I just got off the call, a call with somebody about making an investment in their business. I help people decide, should you start a new business? Should you quit your job? I help people decide if they should homeschool, if they should move, if they should abandon a very stable uh, income in exchange for the wild ride that is entrepreneurship. These are the things that I coach people on on a regular basis. And so, of course, it can it sound simple, like the concept of making a decision, you know, you pick A or B, but we all know from our lived experience that there are many doubts and many things that can go through our minds when we are trying to get confident about that decision. That's the big distinction. I think anybody can make a decision, but feeling confident that that is what God wants for your life, feeling confident that that's going to be the best thing for you and your family, making these kinds of decisions with, you know, I've got nine kids in tow. Of course, there's so many factors that can make a decision feel very heavy. And then of course, to move on that decision, it's like, it's one thing to make a decision, but then to actually move that ball forward, take steps in that decision. I also observe people make decisions but then take very limited actions. And so you've got to actually have the the conversation together. How do you make a decision and feel confident about it? But then how do you actually move it forward? That is what we are going to talk about today. I hope that this is a short and sweet podcast that you can listen to when perhaps you're in a period of discernment or in a period of confusion or you feel tempted to indulge in confusion. My hope is is that you can pop this podcast in your earbuds and actually make that decision by the end of this podcast. Of course, some decisions will require more discernment, more time, more prayer beyond the length of a short 20-minute podcast. But I'm hoping that the questions that Father Michael Scanlon proposes in this book, What Does God Want? My hope is that it can actually help you move forward in a very fast way. So first, I want to share with you where this book came from. What Does God Want? A Practical Guide to Making Decisions by Father Michael Scanlon. I have shared here on the podcast, if we're new to each other or you're not this far back in my (laughs) episodic journey, uh, we moved from Toronto, Canada to Southwest Florida, and we really felt like the Lord was calling us here for so many different reasons. And I'll unpack some of them as we get into examples, but we really felt like the Lord was calling us here. And then right before we landed in Florida, we had a major financial hiccup. We 
it, it to be it, I cannot say it any more clearly or 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 just describe it as we made a very egregious clerical error. We were to reserve a certain amount of money for the closing costs for our home, and we got that number incorrect. So we had it both earmarked in our heads that we needed $20,000 to finish up you know, legal fees and whatnot. But in fact, all the closing fees for our home were $70,000. We were $50,000 off of what we thought. And that put us into a massive mental (laughs) tailspin, as you can imagine. And it got us asking a lot of questions about, did we make the wrong decision? Why, Lord, would you allow such a stressful financial uh, hiccup to happen? It put us in a very, you know, like, just to be very honest, like a very precarious position and also one that was just very challenging. We didn't have the same supports as we did, obviously, in Toronto. Like, we were brand new to a brand new city, navigating a new country, all the new things, and dealing with financial stress. And for those of you who have had financial stress, I'm sure you can, you know, relate to what I'm saying. We felt like, Lord, what the heck? And did we make the wrong decision? And I remember... Um, oh, and we were homeschooling because we didn't know we could get into the school. It was just such a gong show. And I had no, no I did not have the mindset training that I do have now. <laughs> Let's just put it at that. So I, I would say I did not handle it very well. And this beautiful woman who we had just met because we had sort of reached out into the community. Hey, we're homeschoolers now. Uh, what do we, how do we do this? And we reached out to this beautiful woman who uh, could help us with the state of Florida. Like, like there are certain legalities and rules around homeschooling, depending on what state you live in, things that you have to submit and whatnot. And so we were like, somebody needs to guide us in this situation. You know, this beautiful woman, Kathy came over and, and gave us some advice. And I was, you know, I didn't tell her all the details, but I just was like, it has been immensely difficult. There have been many, many challenges upon moving. And I just, I keep asking like, Lord, like what is happening? You made it it, it very sort of not easy to come here, but you made it seem very clear to Josh and I that we were supposed to move to Florida. Why would you allow all these things to happen? And she recommended this book. And so It gave me an immense amount of comfort, but it also provides a really great framework for discernment, for assessment, for discussion. And so I can't recommend it enough. Father Michael Scanlon, What Does God Want? I can't thank this woman, Kathy, enough for introducing me to this resource. And so we're going to go through four and then probably a couple bonus questions at the end so that you can make big decisions and feel confident that you are walking in line with what God wants for your life, which is what we all want, which is what I want for all of you, which is what you know, what obviously the Lord wants for all of us to be in constant alignment with his holy will for our lives. Alrighty. So the first thing that this book proposes is, does this big decision conform to God's will for your life? So 
Is it godly? Some of the questions that he proposes here is, does the proposed course of action conform to the relevant commandments of God? So meaning, you know, it's going to be, you know, it's not going to be from God if you're not leading anywhere moral, right? Um, Does it conform to the relevant teachings of the church? So that is just like a really good basic place to begin. Is this in line with Catholic church teaching? And if it's not, then we can say this probably is not uh, from, from the Lord. Does it affect the existing commitments that bear on the decision? So having a family, this was a huge thing that we navigated in moving to Florida. We were like, this is a massive change for all of these kids. How are they going to uh, deal with this new scenario? Obviously, that was something that we asked ourselves heavily. Do existing calls from God contradict the current proposal? So um, uh, it would be strange, I guess, if I were to take my now nine children someplace where children would not thrive. You know, that kind of a thing. we always have to take decisions that we are making in context with what we have already been given. And then the final question here is, might the current proposal hinder a spirit of submission and obedience to God and his church? So I, I, I let's use the example of moving to Florida. Does it conform to God's will? We asked ourselves this question, um, Will our family thrive here, right? Will we be able to, like, does and does this conform to the teachings of the church? Like, meaning, are we able to even raise our kids in the faith by coming to this community? Um, there really weren't any of those um, moral challenges or anything like that in this decision. And so just to use that as an example, does it conform to God's will is a very basic place to begin. And um, again, it's like fundamental. Like, is this morally going to um, set me up and my family for success? Okay. Number two that Father Michael Scanlon encourages us to think about when making big decisions is does it encourage conversion? So the first question I think is a pretty simple one. It's it's it really is very much about um, obedience to God and His Church. I think that one is a simple one to navigate. They get increasingly more um, sensitive, I'll call it. So, does it encourage conversion? Some of the questions that he proposes in this one is: Will the proposed direction lead to a closer union with God? Will it lead to a more faithful discharge of my primary responsibilities? And does the proposal involve an unnecessary occasion of sin? So, for this one, I thought it might be helpful to unpack the decision of trying to um, launch a business or not. Right. This is something that I coach women in all the time in my Wealth Without Guilt group coaching experience. And this is a thought that is brought forward from time to time. Will this lead me closer to God or will this actually be a hindrance to my primary responsibilities? And this is so individual. Obviously, all of this is so individual. 
Well, but you know, you know where I stand on on uh, this example of a business. What if your business could lead you to closer union of God because of the virtues that you have to develop in order to do the work, the obedience, the patience, the perseverance that you've heard about me, you've heard me talk about on this podcast so often. Um Will it lead to a closer union of God? This is where I think it can become a little bit challenging because, of course, you can hear lots of messages on the opposite. You know, perhaps entrepreneurship isn't going to lead you closer to God. And so this is where we have to get blinders up and really, really step into that space of things unseen and trust that if the Lord is calling you into it, um, that it's going to be for your benefit and it's going to make you more holy. And so to continue this way, is it consistent is the third question. So number one, does it conform to God's will? Number two, does it encourage conversion? Number three, is it consistent? This is a really interesting one. And I just spoke about this inside of a live challenge that is wrapping up that Aaron Ingold and I offered for people who are discerning becoming a Catholic coach or launching a Catholic coaching business. And the thing about consistency, and here are some of the questions that Father Michael poses here for this one. So is it consistent with God's earlier calls in my life? Is it consistent with how God has dealt with me in the past? Is it consistent with those whom God has used in the past to lead me to his will? In this instance, have I heard his call at the same time or in the same way as I have heard him in the past? Have I heard his call in the same place or under the same circumstances as I have heard him in the past? And is the cost, including possible negative effects, consistent with my established priority of values? I like to refer to this as a tap on the shoulder. I resisted entrepreneurship for a while. There was a time when I felt that tension that so many moms come to me with of it's not possible to have a business and be a good Catholic mom. I had that tension for many, many years. And I kind of ignored <laughs> God was tapping me on both shoulders, letting me know, hey, you can actually do this with my help. But I kind of ignored him a little bit in the sense that I just wanted to control it all. And so I became very white knuckled and very, very, very controlling of all of it. But he consistently was tapping me on the shoulder that there were dreams he wanted me to pursue within the context of motherhood. And that it could look very different from how other people were pursuing said dreams. Similarly, for more recent history, in my evolution now as a Catholic coach, he was tapping me on the shoulder for this one and continues to tap me on the shoulder constantly. And it comes up for me in prayer quite a bit. It comes up for me in sort of visualization, like when I pray um, the Lord will often provide me images, like a lamp unto my feet, for example. That was a very relevant or very consistent image that would come up in my prayer time. And sometimes the lamp was very, very, very narrow and only at my feet. And sometimes it would start to broaden and show more of the path. But that sort of image on a path was a very consistent image when I would pray about my business and the direction of my activities and this whole decision that I made fairly recently about being a very Catholic 
coach. And so I, I really like this one because there's a lot of freedom in it, meaning even when you might think, okay, I'm not really sure if I should be moving forward. So again, let's use business. Let's use the, you know, the possibility of being a Catholic coach just for a quick moment to use that as the example. If he keeps tapping you on the shoulder about it, he's probably going to keep tapping you in the future. <laughs> so I, what I like about this one is that it, it, there, there's a, uh, there's a comfort knowing that if he really wants you to do it, he's going to continue to provide you those solutions, even, or those opportunities, even if you fight him on it. That was a hundred percent in my life in my entire career. He had just kept tapping until I finally listened. So is it consistent? The next question that he, Father Michael, has us consider is what confirms it? And my move to Florida, I have many examples of the confirmation. You know, prior to our little financial hiccup, I had lots of confirmations, just lots of things falling into place, lots of, uh, you know, the right people, the right timing, sometimes very in the nick of time. And I'd be like, oh my gosh, Lord. But subsequent to our little financial hiccup, I've had lots of confirmation that this is what we were meant to do. Our children eventually got into the school. Our children eventually um, were able to uh, easily get access to the things that they they needed for school. Um, finances became uh, you know more abundant. The, the the right pathways, the right people. I could go on and on and on about God's provision and how He confirmed it through um, people and timing and opportunities. You know, I, I have a feeling if you're listening to this podcast, you agree with me that there are no just accidents. <laughs> There's no just like coincidences in life. Sometimes things might appear like they might actually just be a coincidence. But I mean, I just, I really do believe that actually, no, everything is God's absolutely perfect timing and permissive will. And so to consider some of the questions that Father Michael presents here, is this decision confirmed by those who are involved in the proposal? Is it confirmed by apparent miraculous or spiritual signs? Um, is it confirmed by people who know me and are in this position to give me godly direction? Is it confirmed by circumstances, either extraordinary or ordinary, that make this decision possible? Are there other signs that seem to confirm or deny the validity of the proposition as from God? You know, and again, if you're listening to this podcast, the chances are you have so many of these stories where in the moment you might be like, oh my gosh, like, Deep. I'm not really sure. But then a day later, you know, you ask the Lord, not that we are putting him to the test, but there something comes that indicates, oh, okay, I gotta, my, my, my dear friend, Jackie Lavery, she calls this, my spiritual spidey senses are up. You know, when these, when these confirmations or apparent coincidences keep on happening, even if they're not in the timing that we prefer, spiritual spidey senses, you know, you can, you can sort of hear the Lord speaking through these confirmations. And then, like I said, some bonus, bonus ones, Father Michael does include this in the book. And this is one where I believe coaching can really help. 
does your heart say yes? Does your heart say yes? In, in the book, he says, you know, do I have moral certainty about the proposal? Do I believe in my heart that this is the right thing to do of my alternatives? Is this the one I believe is right? Am I convinced this is simply a good thing to do without any appreciable negatives, consequences expected to follow? Am I paralyzed with difficulties or uncertainties? And therefore, should I appeal to other principles or seek guidance from others. I do believe that sometimes we just have a feeling in our heart that we are meant to move forward in something. And yes, of course, we need to use reason and logic and discernment and ensure that it's not just an emotional decision. But sometimes we do have to just trust that there is an intuition, that there is a feeling. There's so much intuitive work in coaching. This is one of the most interesting things I find about coaching. There are some things that I follow in terms of like rubrics and frameworks that I've been trained in when I coach, but so much of it is openness to the Holy Spirit and this intuitive activity that happens when I am coaching and similarly when I'm coaching myself. This is what is so interesting and amazing in the world of Catholic coaching when we acknowledge that God is the change agent, when we acknowledge and um, ask the Holy Spirit to enter into a decision, to enter into every single crevice, nook and cranny of our lives. And so does your heart say yes is just such a beautiful one that I'm sure we can all relate to. And you've got your own personal stories. I want to hear them, you know, send me, send me, like if you listen to this and you have got examples of these um, questions that we can ask ourselves to become confident. So does it conform to God's will? Does it encourage conversion? Is it consistent? What confirms it? Does your heart say yes? If you've got stories on any of these questions, DM me at Lisa Canning or leave your uh, questions or your comments below here, wherever you're watching this, whether on Facebook or on YouTube. Now, eventually, once we have discerned, and you know, discernment is an interesting thing where I really can't, I don't, I don't think anyone can say like you discern it for 24 hours and then it's done. You know, there are some decisions that might require lengthy, you know, a lengthier amount of time than 24 hours. However, I do think eventually we have to just make a decision. We have to go through these five questions. We need to pray. We need to consult uh, people who we trust, who are spiritually formed. And eventually you need to just make a decision. You know, we sat on our decision for Florida for a really like for, you know, it was like a two year discernment uh, that has yielded incredible fruits. It is a, it is a, I will fight to stay here. The benefit of staying here to me is so clear that it is worth any type of inconvenience or challenge or amount of paperwork that I need to do. I will fight to stay here. And so that once you have discerned it, right, in the appropriate amount of time, uh, you know, that is appropriate for your situation, then we have to move. And this is where I think coaching again can play such a key role because the movement in the decision can be so much according to the will. And guess what? You can move. You, with reason and intellect and the power of your will, 
can move forward and you can take small incremental steps. I think this is the other thing that I observe quite a bit in business is that people feel like they have to have everything figured out, myself included, by the way, I fall folly to this all the time, that you must have everything figured out before you move. And what if that is just not true? What if that is just not grounded in reality? What if actually you can figure things out and it's going to be more effective by taking small incremental action and learning as you go? I have spoken, I feel like ad nauseum on this podcast about getting more comfortable with failure and why a fear of failure is just simply something that we need to um, accept, become aware of, but then it is 100% something that can be resolved. You know, fear sometimes is going to uh, keep us away from things that really are going to harm us, but sometimes we don't know that that thing that we're fearing is actually not a bad thing. We, Our brains have to actually make that decision. We have to use our intellect to make that decision, pass that through reason. And then you just have to move. It's really that simple. Not everybody needs to move across a continent, <laughs> but you can take those small steps to then, you know, get you, get you going towards perhaps if the Lord is calling you to something big, like a move across a continent to that place, to that place of things unseen. So much faith is required in all of this. And that is why just like always, we have to stay so close to the Lord. Does it encourage conversion? Does it encourage metanoia? Are we constantly being brought closer to this place of beatitude and living out what the Lord wants for our completely unique and wonderful lives? I hope this podcast helps you make a decision. Feel free to send me a message to let me know if there's a big decision that you're discerning in your life. And I hope these things help you to bring peace to this decision, knowing that you are doing it like in complete um, uh, cooperation with our Lord. All right, friends. Thank you so much. Until next time, we'll see you real soon. Are you a dream-chasing mom who wants to keep God at the center of her personal and business development? If that is you, I want to invite you to join me inside of my brand new group coaching experience, Wealth Without Guilt. This group coaching experience is for the emerging or experienced business owner who wants to clear up her mindset, clear up her thoughts around money, around her mission, needs the reminder and the clarity that there is something that she uniquely has been called to do and that unique mission has been placed there by God. Wealth Without Guilt is an experience where you will get live coaching from me on your mindset, on the thoughts that are holding you back, as well as practical training, practical skills on how to build a personal brand online via my over 10 years experience building a business and a brand both online and off. 
Wealth Without Guilt is for the entrepreneur who wants to ensure she is not going to sacrifice her faith, her family, or what matters most. She wants to build a business and build impact and build wealth all while being the best mom, wife, and homemaker she can be. And you can join me inside Wealth Without Guilt today. Doors are open today by visiting bit.ly slash wealthwithoutguilt. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash wealthwithoutguilt. I'd love to see you inside our community.